The book is here. The book is here, my friend. I'm so excited to announce that my new book, my first book, Be Seen, Find Your Voice, Build Your Brand, Live Your Dream, is officially available for pre-order. Oh my gosh, such an exciting moment. And I'm so grateful that you are hearing this because it means that you can go pre-order and get some of my really dope bonuses. Now, I love to incentivize people to take action fast because momentum begets momentum. So I want you to go and pre-order. And when you do, head on over to jengottlieb.com slash be seen and put in your order information so you can get the bonuses for pre-ordering. The bonuses are amazing. First, immediately you're going to get the recording of me reading the introduction and the first chapter to the book. So you can listen to the intro in the first chapter before anybody else. And it's me reading it. So you're going to get a lot of different little behind the scenes nuggets. You'll also get a special invite to my very first Manifestation Masterclass virtual event. Now, this is a two-hour virtual event that I'm going to do where I it's the first time I've ever taught Manifestation in that kind of uh, atmosphere where it's a place where you can ask me questions and we're together on Zoom. It's going to be epic. So everybody that pre-orders is going to get an opportunity to join me for that Manifestation Masterclass. So I can't wait to see you there. I'm so excited for you to get the book in your hands and for you to get those amazing bonuses. So go on over to jengottlieb.com slash be seen and order your book wherever you want to order it from, but put that order number into the website so you can get the bonuses. Go do it. I dare you. Can't wait to hear what you think. The key is to start and it most likely won't ever end up exactly as you planned in the beginning. But if you don't start, then you'll never be able to get to where it's supposed to be. Everything changes. You just need to start and you don't need to be married to any specific idea. And it's okay if it's wrong. It will morph into exactly what it's supposed to be. So start before you're ready. Just get it going. Even if it's not right, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's not perfect, it'll end up getting better just by starting. What if today was the day that you dared yourself to do what you've always wanted? Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gottlieb. And together, we're going to step outside of our comfort zones and into our best lives one dare at a time. So come on, I dare you to dive right on in. Today is an unbelievably special day. We have a huge announcement happening today. And not just a huge announcement, this is a really big life moment for me. So let me start this episode off by thanking you, my dear friend. And if you're listening to this right now, it means you are like family to me. It means that you take the time to listen to my podcast and consume my content and hopefully follow me on social media. And you've been on this journey with me for maybe just a little bit of time, but maybe a long time, but it doesn't matter how long. You are someone that I truly care about and I'm unbelievably grateful that I get to share this really important day with you and this really important moment with you. So today's the day I am announcing the title of my book and revealing the cover of my book. And if you've been following me at all, you probably know how big of a manifestation this is for me. And this is this day, like I'm recording this a week prior to when you're hearing it. So when you're listening to this, it's May 9th. If you're listening to it on the day it comes out, obviously, if you're listening to it later on in the future, it's no longer May 9th. But this is the May 9th episode, which means this is the day that I'm revealing the title of the book, that I'm revealing that you can pre-order it, that I'm showcasing my cover, 
And man, I've gone on so many damn wonder walks, walking around the city, envisioning this day and what this day would feel like. And part of me thinking that, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine what that would feel like. Like that doesn't even feel possible. It doesn't even feel like a reality that I'm actually going to be having this damn book in my hands, which I still don't. It's only available for pre-order. I still haven't actually felt the physical book in my hands, but this is the first step. This is the first time that people are getting to see the cover and hear the title and go order it. And then when you order it, my gift to you is getting the introduction and the first chapter read by me in an audio version, which is so damn exciting. But I'm just relishing in this moment right now as I speak to you through my little microphone that this is the day, this is the moment, and I'm so grateful for you that you've been on this journey with me and that we get to celebrate this moment together. The book that I've been working on for the past feels like three years. I'm not quite sure how long it's actually been. Maybe it was. No, I I don't think. I think it's been about a year and a half. It's here for you. You can pre-order it. And when you pre-order... You get a lot of goodies because I love people that take action fast and I always want to reward people that help me and support me. And and pre-orders are a really big deal for new authors, like a really big deal. So if you pre-order, you're immediately going to get first access to the introduction of the book and the first chapter of the book read by me. I read the whole th- the intro and the first chapter. You immediately get the recording so you can pop it in your ears and get a taste for what's to come when the actual book gets to your mailbox on October 10th when it releases into the world as a physical, real manifestation of everything. But without further ado, I need to tell you the name. If you haven't seen it on social yet, if you haven't gotten the email yet, and this is the first thing you're listening to today, I'm unbelievably excited to introduce you to my book. Be seen. Find your voice, build your brand, live your dream. Now, I have to talk to you today about the lessons that I learned from writing a book. And if you have any desire to write a book in your life, you're really going to love this episode. We're going to go in deep and I'm going to teach you or tell you or just share with you. I don't know. I'm not even really teaching anything. I'm just sharing you with, with you my experience. The 10 biggest lessons that I learned from writing a book. Now, there are more than 10 lessons, but I'm going to share with you the top 10 that came to mind immediately when I was thinking about this entire experience that was not just writing a book, but getting a traditional publisher and landing a book deal and writing a book that that I want to be seen on a really, really big scale. That there's a, a lot of different ways that you can put a book out into a world into the world. There's two main ways. I mean, there's self-publishing and then there's traditional publishing. Both are completely different paths that you can take. And I don't personally recommend either path uh, without knowing what your specific goals are. And for my specific goal, I wanted to go on the traditional publishing route. And I'm going to go in with these these lessons and sharing with you their combination. So we'll do another episode about the lessons that I learned from marketing and selling a book, because that's a completely different story. But these are the lessons that I learned from writing a book and the process of writing a book with a traditional publisher, which is much different than if you just write a book and you self-publish it, which is totally, totally possible and a really great route to go down if your goal is to just get your book out into the world and get it into the hands of people. But if you want to have a book deal and get a publisher to publish it for you and all of that jazz, that's what I did. And my publisher is Hay House, which I, I love them. I'm obsessed with them. They're the perfect publisher for me. 
And, uh, and I learned a lot of lessons along the way of, of getting the best publisher for me. A, a lot of rejection came with that, but, but without further ado, without giving away any of the 10 things that I learned, I, I want to go in order and I want to take you along this journey with me of the lessons that I learned from writing a book because nothing ever comes without lessons and it's all about the growth. It's all about what you learn along the way. And, and I truly do believe that writing this book was just one gigantic lesson and it's still going to continue to become even more lessons as I go into the marketing portion of this whole thing and the launch of this whole thing. And even this moment, sharing this with you right now, I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot from how I'm launching this into the world and how I'm sharing it with you. But let's let's dive in. So the first lesson that I learned from writing a book is to just start and that it won't end up anything like the first draft or the first idea or the first, sometimes the first title. And when I, the, the day that I decided to write the book, this is how, this is how it happened. I woke up one morning and you'll, you'll listen to the introduction in all the details as to like, I went to see a psychic and they told me I wasn't being seen and wait till you listen to the introduction. You're going to really get a good feel for what really happened and why I really decided to put my words onto paper and put a book out into the world. But the morning that I made the decision that it was going to happen, I, I did a lot of really strategic things that I'm really grateful that I did. And I don't know if they were strategic at the time, but now that I look back, I'm like, wow, that was like a totally... Uh, start before you're ready strategy that I did. And I held myself accountable immediately and I immediately took fast action. And I think that that kickstarted a lot of my momentum because some people say that they're going to write a book for years and they keep saying it and they say it, right? If you're that person like, oh, I'm going to write a book one day, one day I'm going to write a book, but they never actually write the book. And I didn't want to be that person. So the day that I decided to write a book, I woke up and I turned to Chris and I immediately said to him, Chris, or love, or whatever I said, how, whatever I called him. There's a lot of different things I call him. I'm writing a book. I'm doing it. I'm going to get a traditional publisher. Hold me accountable. And he's like, okay. And I know that when I tell Chris something, I cannot get let off the hook. He will not let me not be held accountable to my goal. It, it just doesn't happen. So I immediately started. And the way that I started was by getting accountability. Now, I didn't just get one piece of accountability. I didn't just have Chris hold me accountable. I then knew that I needed financial accountability as well. Because for me, when I put money down on something or when I invest in something, it holds me accountable more than anything else. Because I'm like, oh shit, I spent money on this. I got to follow through. So the second that I told him, I also am still in my pajamas at this point. I get up, I go to my computer, I open up my computer and I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy the domain to this title of the title that I think my book is going to be. And I go online and I look for thecreationprocessbook.com. And spoiler alert, obviously I just told you the name of my book. It's not the creation process. There is a framework that I have inside the book called the creation process. There's a keynote that I do called the creation process. So I thought that that would be the title of the book not the title of the book, but I, either way I go and I buy this domain. It was available for like, I don't even know. It was like $2,500 or $3,000 or something. I don't remember exactly how much, but several thousand dollars. And I was like, no, I'm buying this right now. And this is what's going to hold me accountable to writing this book. So I put down that much money, a couple thousand dollars, not cheap and not a small investment, but I knew it was what I need to Im immediately start to take action and to not say I'm going to do this and not stick to my commitment. So I had accountability from Chris and I had accountability from the money that I put down. And then I immediately hand wrote with my hand a really crappy introduction to a book. 
It was bad. It was to a different book than you're actually going to read in October. It, it was terrible. And it was about the creation process, completely, completely different than what the book ended up being. But what that did was it gave me a really messy, imperfect start. And that's the most important part to start because now that I had this started, it helped me to get that little win that I needed, that little piece of momentum or motivation that I needed to go take the next action step. The key to getting motivation and momentum is starting, even if it's starting bad or starting with something that's going to be totally different than what your end goal is or what you end up with. And then th that little, that day where I just did those little action steps, kickstarted the whole process of getting my agent and getting a proposal together and getting an out the outline came before the proposal. And it was a whole process, but I needed to just start in order to get it going. And what I learned is now by having the finished product, my book is called Be Seen. It's not called The Creation Process. And actually, it went through several different titles before it ended up being Be Seen. And it went through several different concepts before it turned into the concept that it is. And the subtitle was several different subtitles before it ended up being Find Your Voice, Build Your Brand, Live Your Dream. So the biggest lesson, number one, that I learned from writing a book is the key is to start and it most likely won't ever end up exactly as you planned in the beginning. But if you don't start, then you'll never be able to get to where it's supposed to be. So if I didn't start with the wrong title and the wrong subtitle and the wrong outline and the wrong stories and the wrong uh, direction, then I wouldn't have been able to figure out what the right direction was and what the best title was for the book because I would have never started that momentum to be able to figure it out. So start before you're ready, just get it going, even if it's not right, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's not perfect, it'll end up getting better just by starting. And one thing that my agent reminded me when we first started, we had this other title, it was, and then it had several different titles. It was called The Creation Process, it was called Make Your Own Luck, it was called the Super Connector, and that was, that was the proposal that we went out with. We actually sold the proposal to the publisher at, with the title Super Connector. And I said to him, I'm like, I don't love this title. He's like, don't worry, titles always change. I'm like, even after they bought the proposal of a book, he's like, they always change. And it, I didn't believe him. But now that I wrote the book and I realized everything changes, you just need to start and you don't need to be married to any specific idea. And it's okay if it's wrong. It will morph into exactly what it's supposed to be. That was such a lesson. So remember, it doesn't have to be perfect right off the bat. Just start. Okay, next lesson. There will be a lot of opinions, okay? But what I want you to do is fire all the cooks in the kitchen and just trust your intuition. What happens when you start to write a book is a lot of people want to help. And that's great, especially if you're in like a space like I'm in. I'm in like an entrepreneurial community where a lot of my peers have written books and they're so amazing with the help that they've been giving me and the support that they've been giving me. And anytime I've asked for help, I've gotten it and then some. Uh, the only issue is with this is a lot of people have done books in a lot of different ways and a lot of people think that their way is the best way. And that's, it's all out of love. It's all out of guidance and help and in community and connection and all the things that we love, right? It's, it's all so good. However, what it can do to you if you listen to everybody is it can put you in a severe state of analysis paralysis, which I went through a lot during writing this book and during the process of the cover and the, the marketing materials and the direction and the voice and the subtitle even, there was a lot of cooks in my kitchen for a while. And I was getting a lot of opinions and a lot of different ways of doing it. And I was like, oh my gosh, everybody's idea sounds great. Everybody's idea sounds, whose do I go with? 
And I was starting to lose my voice and my intuition. And let me give you a couple, I'll give you an example with the cover. So I had an initial vision for my cover. It was a very clear vision. And it looks a hell of a lot like the cover that we ended up with, but it it went through a lot of iterations before I got to listening to my intuition and finally getting to the cover that we have. Uh, And I allowed a lot of other people to give me a lot of advice as to what they thought it should be. And I let it be a lot of different things. And here's what happened. So I had two different versions of this cover and it was two different colors. And there was a, a yellow one and a blue one. And I didn't really like either of them. And I went to a couple of my friends, actually quite a few people, and I'm like, which do you like better, the yellow or the blue? But there was something inside of me every time I sent both versions, the yellow and the blue, I wasn't really excited about sending either of them to anybody or showing them to anybody. And I know that when I'm a hell yes for something, I'm excited to show the world. I want to show everyone. I want to brag about it. I want to show it off. I want to send it to people. And I was just like so not sold on either one. Do you like the yellow? Do you like the blue? And then there was like this different script. I was like, do you like this, this or that? And I was asking so many people because I knew in my gut I wasn't sold on either one. So I was looking for somebody else's opinion to help me choose. Little did I know, like my intuition inside of me was telling me something that was correct, but I was scared to go down that path and actually make that a reality because the publisher liked yellow and blue. Everybody else liked yellow and blue and, and, and everybody else had their own opinion. And there were so many opinions. But one day, right before we were about to pick the cover, like we were almost at the date where it had to be chosen, I, I turned to my designer and turned to her virtually. And I said, you know what? I want you to make this dark pink color. I want you to call the artist and I want you to just do this for me. I just need to see it for me. I'm not sold on the yellow or the blue, even though we had been totally solidified, like it's going to be yellow or it's going to be blue. And everyone's going back and forth with the yellow and blue. I'm like, I want this dark pink. Just make the dark pink for me. It's just what I see in my mind's eye, my intuition. I didn't ask a single person, not anyone. I just went to my designer and I said, make this pink. Please do a version in this dark pink. She's like, okay, we actually had to pay extra to get the version of the dark pink made because these designers were like, we have yellow, we have blue. Like we've been doing too many edits or this artist that we had made this, make this neon sign. So they send me the dark pink and I immediately see it. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to show this to everybody. And that was how I knew that it was right. But what I did was I was very sneaky and I'm like, I'm still going to let my publishers pick what they like best. And I, and I showed them all three together. I gave them, uh, I was like, here, we've got the dark pit. There's a new color. I'm just going to show it to you. You guys tell me what you like best. And I included the yellow, the blue, and this new dark pink that no one had seen before. And it was a hell yes to the dark pink that no one had seen. But I needed to trust my intuition that I was not sold on the blue or the yellow, that I needed to try something different. Again, same thing with the whole direction of the book. I needed to throw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall and try things that didn't work in order to get to the thing that really worked for me, which was the title of Be Seen and the concept of finding your voice, building your brand, living your dream. It really is all the theme of the book, tapping into your truth and your intuition and who you really are and what you really want and not what everybody else wants for you. So that dark pink ended up being the winner. And it was my intuition that told me that I needed a dark pink and got it and made it happen. So there's going to be a lot of people that give you a lot of opinions in your writing journey. At the end of the day, I want you to listen to you. I want you to remember that it's your voice. It's your intuition that got you this book that is creating this book. 
And usually you know what's best. The only thing that'll get in the way is your self-doubt. And then you'll start to listen to too many people and then you'll lose yourself. And it happened to me a couple of times along the journey, but I consistently brought myself back. And every single time that I did, it ended up working for me. And now I'm so, so happy with the way it turned out. But there was a couple of times that I could have gone down a path that was not a good path that was listening to too many people, taking too many people's opinions. And it, it, it could have been, I could have delivered a book that wasn't really authentic to who I was if I listened to too many people's opinions. But I'm so grateful that I pulled back and I'm like, what do I really want here? What is, what is my voice saying? Not everybody else's voice. All right. So the next thing, the next tip is to, is to, <laughs> if this really goes into to what I was just talking about, you need to let it suck a little bit or you need to write a shitty first draft. So when it comes to the actual writing, people get a uh, writer's block and they don't even start writing because a lot of people that I talk to at least are mega perfectionists. And I know that I can be that too. And I wouldn't even want to write a chapter or a draft unless it was absolutely perfect. So it would keep me completely stuck because I couldn't even write a line because I was like, oh, that's not perfect. That's not exactly what I want to say. But unfortunately with writing, you don't really grab that momentum. Same thing with taking action on your goals until you start going and doing it and doing it badly. So you have to be okay with writing a really shitty first draft, throwing it away and then redoing it in order to get clear on what you want to write. There were so many chapters or sections or paragraphs that I wrote that I needed to write in order to get to where I was going but they were totally shitty and they never made it into the book, but they were unbelievably essential to getting me to the point where I got and getting me to the amazing chapter that I ended up writing. It wouldn't, that chapter wouldn't have been birthed if it wasn't for the really crappy version of it that I did prior to it that I threw away. So let it suck in the beginning, write a shitty first draft, allow yourself to write the worst thing in the world in order to just get the thoughts out of your brain, get the momentum and get that writing like cadence and get in the pocket. I talk about in my book, getting in the pocket a lot and you can't really get into the pocket unless you allow yourself to just start and like start really badly. So my next lesson for, uh, that I learned while writing this book was when it's right, you'll know. And that goes back to the cover. Like when it's right, you'll know, you'll know. If you're still wondering, oh my gosh, should this chapter be here? Oof, should this, do I really like this cover? I don't know. I'm not sure. Or do I really want to end it like this? Or is, is this, does this go here? If you're going back and forth and you're asking too many people and you just can't decide and you're not unbelievably proud of it and you're not like, hell yes, this is it. I love it. Throw it away. It's okay. It'll come. It'll come. It'll be, when, when it's right, you'll feel it. You'll know. And the way that I know is when it's right, I want to show it to everybody. Like I get really excited. And I'm like, oh my God, Chris, let me read you this chapter. It's so good. I know that it's, I nailed it. But when there was those chapters that I wrote that I was like, oh, I'm not so proud of this. I don't even want anybody to see it. Those are the chapters that you need to keep working on. You, they're not right yet. That you will know though. You'll know. So if you're like iffy or you're like, I got to ask more people, I'm not quite sure, then it's not right yet. You don't know yet. And that's okay. And this is this writing process is such a slow journey. It's not very, um, writing a book is pretty hard for people like me who are quick starts that like to get things done really fast. I like immediate gratification. I like to produce things quickly. I get to, like to get them out into the world quickly. This process of writing a book was the slowest burn ever. And it taught me so much patience and it taught me the art of being patient and going slowly and re 
revisiting things and reevaluating things and being okay with writing something and then throwing it all away to make it better and understanding that it might not be there yet, but I'll know when it is. And I may need to wait a little and I may need to go through a couple rounds of edits and I may need to, it might not even be ready for another two months. Holy crap for me, that was like so long. Patience is something that I learned. Patience, unbelievable amounts of patience, especially when it came to getting the book deal itself. That was a slow process. Waiting and waiting and waiting. Oh my gosh, I hate, hate, hate waiting. But it was so worth the wait in the end because the publisher that I ended up partnering with for this book couldn't have been a more perfect publisher for me. But I had to hear a lot of no's and wait a lot of months before I was able to get the perfect publisher for me. So please know that when you're on your writing journey, especially if it's a traditionally published book, there's going to be a lot of waiting. There's going to be a lot of weeks where you don't hear anything. There's going to be like you submit your your baby, the thing that you work so hard on to an editor, and then they're going to take some time to get it back to you. And you're going to be like waiting to hear. And it's it's a lot of growth um, that happens in this process because you need to be okay with sitting in the not knowing. And that's really challenging for me. But I learned so much about myself in the sitting in the not knowing and the sitting in the waiting and the being patient and the, um, and, and the taking it slowly. I learned to sit in the nothingness in the space and not be always doing and producing and releasing and announcing. I had to wait so long to announce this book. I'm still probably announcing it too early, but whatever. This is the way I wanted to do it. (laughs) So the other lessons that I learned is here's for actual writing. I prefer to not not force myself to write more than an hour at a time. Now you might be different. This might be different for you. I'm going to give you my personal experience here. And I actually learned this from Jerry Seinfeld in his podcast that I listened to with him. I think it was the Tim Ferriss show. He did an interview and he was talking about how painstaking writing can actually be. And it would be torture to force yourself to uh, write like without, um, without a bucket, like a container to write in. So meaning like, I'm just going to write until I don't feel like writing anymore. That's, that's not very smart <laughs> because you're just going to torture yourself and you're going to not know when you're done and you're not going to know when to feel proud of yourself and you're not going to know when you can stop. So I would give myself a time frame. I'm going to write for this next hour. And when I'm done, I'm going to stop. When the, well, when the hour is done, no matter what, I'm going to stop. And then I'll pick it back up another time and write for another hour. And that really helped me to be able to not be tortured by the writing process because I knew that it was only an hour of my life that I was going to do. And I would be really focused for that hour and then I'd be done. And then I would celebrate myself at the end of it thank myself for putting in that work for that hour. And sometimes I'd get a paragraph and sometimes I'd get three chapters, whatever. I would spend that hour writing and that was it. But once time was up, time was up. And that really helped me to get to my next lesson uh, that I'm going to share with you about writing a book. And that is allow it to be easy. Allow it to be easy. When I started this process, many people said to me that it was going to be really, really, really hard. And for some people, writing a book is really hard and it's painstaking and it's and that pain and that and that toughness of the experience actually makes the birth of the book that much more enjoyable i guess right like if it was super easy then maybe the birth of the book and like releasing it out into the world won't feel as big of a relief and as joyful but i don't know about that i'll tell you later because for me the writing process there were some p- hard parts about it like the patience was hard for me and like the slow moving of the process was hard for me but overall 
I kept reminding myself that it could be easy and fun if I decided that it was. And I decided, even though everyone was telling me that it was going to be really hard, that it was going to be really difficult to deal with all these people, and it was going to be really difficult to get the whole process, writing the book and getting the publisher and working with the publisher, working with the editors, working with the designers, working with whatever, it's going to be just so, 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 so hard. And and it's nothing that you want to do again. And it's the worst thing in the world. People were saying these things to me and I'm like, and they're like, but it's worth it at the end. It's worth it at the end. It's just going to be really hard. And I'm like, what if it could be fun? What if I decided that I only wanted to do this if it could be easy and fun? And so I just had that mindset shift the entire time. I was like, I'm going to allow this to be easy and fun. And every call that I did with my editors and my um, book mentors and my publishers and my team, before I got on the calls, I was like, this is going to be easy and fun. And we're going to let this be easy and fun. And the process was actually quite easy and fun for the most part. Of course, there were moments that were hard. And for me, the hardest moments were the patience of waiting to get the book deal and waiting to find out. Uh, But the writing process, because I only did hours at a time, because I had a writing mentor that helped me with my thoughts and outlining the book and um, gathering everything together was very, very helpful. And we had a good time doing it. And I love my stories. And I was thinking about my reader and I was excited about it. And I love design and I was working with people that I loved. And my publisher was the perfect publisher for me. And I came at it with a really positive attitude. My experience was easy and fun so far. Let's, we're, we're not at the marketing part yet. We're just getting started with that. But I'm already deciding that that's going to be easy and fun too. So you can allow it to be easy and fun if you make that decision. It's all about perspective. If we decide that we live in a fun, easy world and everything is fun and easy, if we make that decision that that's how we're going to look at things, then something might be hard, but you could pivot your perspective and be like, listen, there are good things in the, in this situation. I'm learning something and, and let's have fun with it. Let's not let it be rocket science. We're not healing cancer right now. We're not going to the moon right now. We're, we're writing a book that's going to help people and it's exciting and it's fun. And I have this amazing opportunity and I'd always tap back into gratitude. And for the most part, this book process for me was easy and fun because I allowed it to be. And I really incentivize you, if you go on your book journey, go into it with the attitude of this can be easy and fun. Don't listen to the people that say that it's going to be so hard. This is going to be the hardest thing you've ever done. If you go into it with that perspective, then it probably will be. But go into a perspective with, wow, I'm so grateful I have this opportunity and I'm going to allow this to be fun. And if it doesn't feel fun, then I need to pivot it and change the way I do it to make it feel fun. Yes, you got to put the hard work in. Yes, you got to be disciplined. But what if you allowed that that growth that comes with experiencing the discipline and putting in the hard work and writing, like make it part of the process that's fun for you. Like I'm growing, I'm becoming an author and I'm going to find fun, silly moments in this book process. I'm going to find uh, conversations that I can have throughout this book process that are connective conversations that are super fun and engaging. And I'm going to, I'm going to open up all these calls and these situations with an open mindset and a positive mindset and have fun and be silly with my publishers and my editors and, and have lighthearted emails. Like you can make those decisions. So I incentivize you to do that. And then uh, really important, you need to know your reader. This is this was a big lesson that I learned. Whenever I started writing, forgetting who my reader was, like just writing for me and and thinking about what people would think about me and my words when they were reading it, I would get stuck. And my writing wouldn't sound like me. And I would get stuck on what to say. But whenever I would envision my reader, like I know exactly who she is. 
I, I know who she is. I know what her name is. I know where she lives. I know what she's struggling with. And I would just talk to her and I would think about what she's struggling with. And I would think about telling her my stories and directly speaking to her and just sharing with her what I've learned from a specific story. And whenever I would just think about her and think about like, I'm writing her a letter right now, writing became unbelievably easy. It was when I forgot about her that it became a little bit difficult and I would get stuck. So know your reader and write to one person. There's going to be so many people that end up being that one person. And so don't worry, you're not just only going to be like niching down so deeply that like not everyone's going to love your book. You're going to end up really touching a lot of people, but it's better to think about that one person that's reading so that you speak directly to a human. It's going to get you out of your own way, out of your own head, out of caring about what people think of you or judging your own words and just thinking about helping one person, H-O-P-E, help one person every day and speaking to that one person. So get to know your reader. And that was a really big lesson that I learned in the writing process. Now, I know I said that this was going to be 10 lessons. I don't even know how many lessons I just gave you. I think it was like supposed to be 10 and then I combined a couple so it wasn't 10. But those are those are the biggest lessons that I learned from writing this book so far. I'm sure there's going to be so many lessons that come with the rest of the process with selling books, getting the books in people's hands, marketing the books, and I will come back to you with another podcast episode about that. But I'm really grateful I could share these lessons so far with you. And I hope that if you write a book one day, you take these and you run with them uh, and you use me as your guinea pig to be able to go and have a really amazing book writing experience. And more importantly, more importantly, I really hope that you go and pre-order your copy of Be Seen today. You can go grab it on Amazon and then go to, I'll, I'll put my book page in the show notes because when you order and you put your order number into my book page, you'll get your freebies. And my free gifts are really awesome. It's me reading the introduction and the first chapter. So you'll get to actually get a sneak peek of what's to come. And then also you'll get an invite to a manifestation masterclass that I'm doing. I've never done a manifestation masterclass before, and I'm doing it just for people who pre-order the book as a special gift. So you'll get invited to that as well. And I'm teaching it live. You don't want to miss it. So please, my friend, it would it would just be the greatest gift to me if you would go pre-order Be Seen and then share about it with your friends. Pre-order a couple copies, get copies for your family members and your best friends and enjoy it. That's the most important thing. I wrote it for you. I really did. The person, you, that's listening to this right now, you were the person in my mind that I was thinking about when I was writing and I truly hope that you enjoy it. And I'm so excited and so grateful that I get to announce the title to you and and showcase the beautiful cover that we came up with that was my last minute color change. And then I'll do another episode of how the title came to be because that's a whole story in itself. But we'll talk about that on another episode. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for joining me on the I Dare You podcast. And my dare for you today is obvious. Go pre-order your, your copy of be seen and go share with your audience or with your followers or with your family members that you ordered it and ask them to order a copy too, because I guarantee you it'll be a great gift that you give them, either getting it for them or sharing with them the link so they can get their own copy. Can't wait to hear what you think. And I will hopefully see you at the Manifestation Masterclass after you've pre-ordered your copy. Love you so much. I'll see you next week on I Dare You. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the I Dare You podcast. I'm so grateful you chose to spend this time with me, but I'm even more grateful for your future self that you are building one dare at a time. 
So my first dare for you is to subscribe to the show and then share it with a friend who you think needs to step a little bit more outside their comfort zone and into their best lives. They'll thank you for it. I'll see you next time on the I Dare You podcast.